Hello, I'm Matt Bergman, and you're listening to the Punk Rock Libertarians Podcast, episode 154. I'm here tonight with Jared Schneiderman. Hey, guys. John Vibes. What up? Alexis Schlegel. What's up, everybody? The, the triumphant return. <laughs> and, then, triumphant. and then we've got another triumphant return tonight, too. We've got uh, we got fucking Arvin Vora is on the program. Hey, guys. The LP um, National Vice Chair. Uh, you know, and we're super psyched to have you on again. Appreciate being on. Yeah, man. Um, you're the man, dude. Um, so I guess uh, number one tonight, I guess we were going to talk about the, the March for Our, Live, our Lives. Um, Ar- Arvin, you were saying that you attended? <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I, I I was actually doing some other stuff during the actual time. but well, Like jacking off? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I was running online class the way I do. Uh, but I mean, but here's here's the thing about about all this stuff, right? We're looking at pure raw political theater. I mean, if the goal is to keep, let me put it like this, right? Everybody on Earth wants to shoot up the IRS, so they defend the IRS building so that people don't shoot up the IRS. They don't try to like disarm the entire populace because they're like, we need to defend this building, so we'll defend this building, right? And that's common sense. What we see right now is using a very fixable problem of shootings in specific locations as an excuse to try to do these far-reaching and largely unrelated gun control measures. That's what we're seeing right now. And so, I mean, obviously kids like to be, you know, like, like especially in that teenage, teenage age, like to engage in anything they perceive as a rebellion. This is clearly yeah. not a rebellion. It's just, you know, going along with the government. But Recently, they, they like to eat Tide Pods, Arvin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, eating Tide Pods is more of a rebellion than saying more government, please. I mean, that Tide yeah, Pods is kind of dumb. Probably a lot safer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I can imagine that you could survive Tide Pods. I don't think that you can survive the type of government that they want to create for us, or, or that that they, I don't even think they want to. They're just been manipulated into this, right? So, uh, th- does anybody know like what is the deal with the fucking clear backpacks? Like, <laughs> like is that a law now? They or, propose, or that, I remember them proposing that after Columbine, and it lasted for like a year, some places, and then they kept it in the city. It's not a from law. I, I mean, it, it's a rule at that school. Yeah, that's the deal. But that, it's ironic. Did you did you see the article that where I he said that it was against his constitutional yeah, rights. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, like, right, why right. are you punishing? Why are you punishing me for the actions of others? <laughs> you know? But yeah. but here's the thing. Uh, I mean, th- think about how stupid that is, right? I mean, you. I mean, you guys have seen like binders, right? And you guys have seen guns. Yeah, you can put a gun keeper. in a binder. Fuck yeah, a trapper keeper. Yeah. You put like two or three in a trapper yeah, keeper. Yeah, I mean, you could put. Yeah, that, yeah that's you're the... giving them ideas, Alexis. <laughs> oh shit! Oh no! no oh no! no. <laughs> But, but that's what I'm saying. You, 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 have, you can solve problems. This is what we do in the free market. You know why they don't have a lot of shootings at Disney World? Because they've solved that problem. They're saying people might bring guns here. That would hurt our business. So let's find a way to keep guns out of Disney World, not how to keep guns out of Earth. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. And that's, a, that's the attitude that we have in the free market. How do we solve this problem, not how do we use this problem as political leverage to rally you know, our people in some sort of unrelated direction, get people all riled up so they donate to our idiotic campaigns? I mean, there's, there's there's a totally different mindset happening there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, it was funny that you said, uh, you know, they'll pick up on anything that's rebellion because I saw that all these kids were calling it the resistance and they were calling <laughs> themselves the resistance. And that was some hashtag or something like yeah. that. And I thought that was incredibly Orwellian. 
Yeah, I mean, how do you, how do you call just asking for more government control a resistance? I mean, what then? What are what you, are you resisting? resisting? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I. The <laughs> resistance to what? You know what like, exactly? At that point, you are literally resisting freedom. They're the resistance to freedom, which ceases to just make any kind of sense anymore. I mean, listen, like I'm I'm all about kids having empowerment. I'm all about people being able to express themselves. But this is just straight stupid. I mean, there's there's no other way to look at that. Well, no, it seems like they're being manipulated into this yeah you know i mean you see them you see that these kids that are like on the cover of time magazine and like instantly it like just immediately after the the tragedy occurred crisis being, actors they're being paraded in front of i mean that's what they officially are now whether you yeah. believe the conspiracy theory or not that's what they've been turned into they they're like uh being paraded yeah, around they're, well, in the they're media. being used as tools. They're being coaching yeah. uses political tools. Exactly. They're being manipulated at, 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 at some level, whether it's completely deep state or if it's even just now they're being coached mm -hmm. up by the media to you know just foment more of this political theater. Yeah. So is, is anybody else at all a little skeptical of David Hogg um, for the reason that yeah, for man, the his reason Instagram that his, his father used to be FBI? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, no, no, seriously, no, seriously yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, FBI? you think this is some sort of like, like, like Jew slash Rothschild thing? You know? Come on now, Matt. What did you say, Matt? <laughs> no, I said, do you think this is some sort of Jew slash Rothschild thing? I, th I think you should like let people know what that joke is because they weren't there for the first part. Oh, no, because we were talking about uh, Rothschild. Yeah, we weren't on the air, though. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, just sound like an anti-Semite. I was just making a joke, dude. Be like, what? Yeah, whatever, dude. I'm fucking right? triggered. I'm dude, fucking triggered, okay, bro. Okay, listen, listen, everybody. Jared is my Jew card, okay? <laughs> so I, I've got him here, so I can't be anti-Semite. Right? I don't know if it works. Right? Right? Later, <laughs> later in the show... Dude, you're being a bad Jew card. <laughs> later in the show, we're going to discuss a something about the Rothschilds and somebody being accused of anti-Semite because of that and that was what Matt was gracefully alluding to yeah yeah did you do you guys remember during the Occupy protest because they've done this exact same nonsense before Occupy protest they first started out like Wall Street you know can't be engaging the kind of things like you know getting bailouts and whatnot and that's a thing that honestly a lot of libertarians agree with we yeah. don't want Wall Street to be getting bailouts then after about two or three days, you have the SDIU professional protesters down there being like, you know, higher wages for government workers, you know, better things for teachers union. I mean, they 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 take the sort of mob mentality that's there about something that makes some sense mm -hmm. and try to misdirect it towards like some politically partisan nonsense. That's what we're seeing again. We saw it with Occupy. We saw it with the Tea Party. And we're seeing it right now with people saying Let's try to get rid of all guns as the world's most stupid solution to an easily fixable problem of keeping guns out of one place or one set of places. Or keeping keep children seem like, out of one place. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's a good one right there. Well, yeah. Doesn't it seem like right now, like right now, I'm a little more scared or triggered because it seems like they've got their game on more than they did with Wall Street. Oh no! Well, yeah, that, now you've co-opted that because now you've got children involved. You've got you've got exactly. innocent children instead of like fucking hippies. And communists. Yeah, in that's industry. true. That's true. Yeah. You know, like those people aren't very sympathetic. Like, you know, the Antifa, you know, Antifa isn't very sympathetic to the general public. But like a bunch of kids that were in the same school as a as a as a shooting, like if you even disagree with them, you're you're called, you know, you're called name. You're called like you want you want mm -hmm. children to die. You, you know, you're you're a terrible person because you disagree with with the solution that they that these kids are, are offering. 
you know and so like it's it's very scary i think it's a very because it's a very powerful tool that can be wielded yeah just look at what happened uh with just here in baltimore you know just two months ago baltimore city schools didn't have heat kids are freezing their asses off in in the you know multiple schools throughout baltimore city because they can't afford to fix the boilers or fix the heaters yeah, but all of a sudden, like the, uh, Mayor Pugh comes up with a hundred thousand dollars to bus to bus kids down to DC for that shit. Like, and a lot of kids are probably just eat, happy right? to get a day out of the prison, right. like, yeah. and yeah. they don't even care. Yeah, it's like a yeah. fucking free field trip. Like, yeah. cool, we're just going well, down to DC. Did you, we don't did you see the fuck. picture of the? Uh, there was like a kindergarten class that did like a walkout. Oh what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. seriously, like, dude, these kids, kids can barely, like, <laughs> right. can barely read. Get like, the fuck yeah. out of here. You don't know what gun control is. And, yeah. and see, that's like a, that's the thing right over there is that you have this level of brazen manipulation. A lot of folks like me have been saying for a long time, much the extreme rage of a lot of people, including some folks that identify as libertarian, that when you send your kids to the government to get educated, they're going to educate them for their purposes, not for your purposes, not for the kids' benefit, but for what they want and we see proof of that i don't know what more proof people could possibly ask for than when you see people kids being manipulated for something that's at most maybe i mean we can say it like at most half the country favors gun control it's not like 95 percent of the of the country that favors it and we see kids that are being blatantly manipulated by their teachers by their schools the kids that are trying to speak out that you know you've seen stuff on facebook kids have contacted me personally say you know here's what i went through i i, I tried to ha i had a, like a pro second amendment sign i got in trouble i got sent to the principal's office i mean that's the really? kind of stuff we have going on right now yeah. um and you know they have like they have like photographic well, there's, evidence there's yeah. one kid there's one kid that was a student at um at uh marjorie whatever whatever the school that got shot up who's been like trying to like debate david hogg and like trying mm -hmm. to you know provide the other end of the story the the other side of the debate and he's just getting ignored like you don't see him on the front page of time you <laughs> yeah. know he's just like oh well he's just disrespecting what these kids are doing it's like well he was there is he not did, did is you he see, not like, entitled to like his uh, you know his 15 minutes of fame too well, well yeah they've got their game on though they've got all these money powers behind it i saw earlier that delta airlines is donating some money to this like flying a bunch of kids to really? different marches right, well, or something. Not flying Delta anymore. I know, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, it, it's 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 kind of scary that so many people are behind this, and it, especially if you believe that you know your right to bear arms is your most important right, because with that you can um, protect all of your other rights uh, to a greater avail. I would say a, a lot easier. You know, I don't believe the revolution will be fought with sporks. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I might stab out some eyes with a sport. <laughs> <laughs> a, a lot of these people are the same people that were marching against cops. Not the kids, but like the people who are supporting this gun control are the same people who are marching against cops like a year or two ago. And I was with them a year or two ago. <laughs> yeah, but... yeah, now they're saying, uh, please give the cops all yeah, the guns. Yeah, cops are the right. only ones who should be trusted with guns. You know, those ones that I shared them videos of them kicking the pregnant women. Those are the people who I want protecting us, you know? Yeah, well, David Hogg actually... Actually, I saw the video of his speech yesterday, and he said, "Right now, you can hear, you can hear the the power, uh, the people with power shaking." Yeah, yeah, okay? yeah. And it's like, why? Because you want them to have all the guns? You know, <laughs> yeah, is, is like, that why they're shaking? Is that why they're so scared? Who, like, who is he referring to? The NRA? Like, is the? I mean, they're they're a lot. They're a lobbying group. Like, I don't know. I the mean, only way that the, they, the people with power, the, the only the way that, hold on, but the only way that the NRA has power is via the government. Right, like the NRA doesn't have a standing military. 
I think that I mean, I NRA, all the NRA is much less relevant than like the people well, who are out there already. Like j- just the general sentiment in this country of the people for guns, I think is is a bigger deterrent for the government against gun control than the NRA is personally. But yeah, but what, I mean, what do you feel? You're in government, so I mean, I mean, I'm gonna have to agree with that because. You know, when I before I got involved in the liberty movement, before I actually more before I learned about politics, I was all about the NRA. I was like, these guys are awesome. They're fighting for gun rights. Then, as I became a little bit more sophisticated on how politics works, what I've noticed that the NRA primarily plays defense, and they do that because a it's like a good way to get donations and money. Psychology, the fear psychologically, the fear of a loss is always greater than the anticipation of a gain. You have other groups though. And this is why I've been very impressed by a lot of other non-NRA groups. GOE, GOA. GOA is much better. Yeah, Yeah. GOA, Second Amendment Front. A lot of these groups have really been trying to like say, here's a law that exists, and let's get rid of the existing gun laws, not let's try to block these new gun laws. I mean, if you want my, my honest opinion, the NRA right now, I believe is basically a Republican front group that's there to trick people who are about the Second Amendment to trick them into voting Republican. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I'm seeing them doing. I don't see them actually trying to repeal existing laws ever. Or the worst part is well, like you I, look at their NRA's grading scale, and you could have someone who's absolutely horrible when it comes to legislation it's like they still got a b plus like get the fuck out of here you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. it's compared to other like you said arvin like other organizations like gun owners like they don't just give you points for like well i voted no it's like well what did you do to advance liberty like what did you do to advance like to repeal this bullshit yeah and that's the like then like you said they're just constantly just fomenting crisis we need money like gun control's coming send us all your money it's like, no, keep that. Buy some ammo. Don't send it to the NRA. Well, I mean, I want <laughs> like, to see. I want to see like a manifest destiny attitude. I want people. I want us to say, as Second Amendment supporters, that we will eliminate all gun laws, every single one of them, state, local, yep. federal. We and we want to say they have to all be gone. We want to get rid of them. We're going to run candidates who will pledge to get rid of them. And that's the that's the nice thing. You have a lot of Libertarian Party candidates that are saying, if elected, I will sponsor legislation to end all gun laws. And they're filling out surveys and they're getting these ideas out there because honestly, even a lot of pro-gun people haven't even considered that idea of repealing the existing gun laws. They, they've been they've been tricked largely by the NRA <laughs> into playing permanent defense, and that that to me is the exact wrong mindset to have. Yeah, but I think also some of it is there's a certain fear that if you hold strong and you and you go radical, I'm using that in quotations for people that aren't watching, um, and you say, like, repeal all gun laws, you know, it's going to be, you know, the people who are on the other side of the What debate, about the children? Yeah, they're, you know, well, they're going to be more, you know, they're going to be more apt to harden up their stance, you know? So I, I think a lot of people sort of see it as like, oh, well, we can compromise. We can we don't need like automatic weapons. We don't. That's need... how we got here. Though. Well, that's what I'm saying. And that's, that's their argument. That's we the... don't need an AR-15. Right. It's a it's a slow it's a slow step. It's a death by a thousand cuts. But and then people don't see the long term. They see right now. And they're exactly. like, well, you know, I don't want them to come after my my, you know, semi-automatic handguns. So I'll give them I'll give them the assault or the. um. Well, actually, actual assault weapons, which would be like. Uh, 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 an automatic weapon and you know they think that that compromise is just going to stay there but that's not the way it works you know I mean look at Obamacare I mean Obamacare was designed I think to to lead eventually to universal health care because you know it's like okay we'll yeah, give it was you... designed to kill the market 
And then it'll be like the right. market failed, and then it'll be like, oh, we need the government. Yeah, well, yeah, and it's like, oh, well, so you didn't let us do the full measure. You gave us this half measure, yeah. and it, and it, well, you know, some people got health care, so it kind of worked. Um, of course, they don't talk about all the people that lost health care, um, yeah. or, you know, their premiums skyrocketed. So, you know, if they, if we apply that to the, the gun control scenario, the gun control um, situation, it, it, it could easily have the same thing where it's like, okay, so you ban, um, you ban AR-15s. And then a kid goes into school using, you know, a forty-five and does the same exact thing. I mean, Britain's trying to trying to ban <laughs> knives right yeah, now. Yeah, I was just <laughs> right. Right. so right. so. Okay, here, I want to like well, I just want to like imagine Jesus. just for a second the reverse, right? And I want to say that imagine all like or not maybe not all. Let's say most families had like very very powerful weapons. I'm talking like like weapons that maybe don't like, even exist. Like right. recreational nukes, like recreational <laughs> like laser <laughs> beams, like, or some like, shit like, 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 like I'm talking about things that'll take out a tank, take out a plane, like very RPGs, very grenades. very powerful weapons. That's normal, right? Yeah. And then, and that's just how we. That's our. So imagine we live in that culture, right? Uh-huh. They say like, "Hey, we're gonna put some traffic cameras up in your neighborhood." Be like, "Yeah, we're gonna knock them right down." Yeah. They say, "Listen, we're gonna change your tax rates to forty five percent." Be like, "Yeah, good luck with that." Whatever stupid things they pass, all of a sudden they don't have the way to enforce it because we can shoot back. Uh huh. So the idea of to me semi automatic weapons. Honestly, I think they're kind of useless because if you're going up against the National Guard, you're going up against the military, going up against the IRS, what are you going to do with a pistol? I mean, what is it supposed to do? What what like what amazing more than you could do more than you could do without. And ultimately, we we do have the numbers. We have the numbers, but I want I think that 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 not only do I think that we should have semi-auto, I think that we should have and encourage automatic weapons. I think I th- so too. I think that, and the reason that I do this is not, it's not just my personal opinion because militaries around the world use automatic weapons. Mm-hmm. They must have some reason for it. I think that's what we should be using. I, yep. I mean, I think people should be to use whatever they want. I, I think automatic weapons should be legal. I don't think they should be discouraged either. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I don't know. I would discourage them to like to my friend in that, like, if you have this automatic weapon and you're blasting off all these rounds, you're probably going to waste a lot of ammunition. <laughs> you know, yeah, it all depends it, it, on you're, the you're situation. not going to aim as much. You know, it, yeah. it's. I mean, even uh, the U.S. military, they use like a, a three-round burst typically. But I wouldn't discourage somebody like knowing it, being trained in it. I mean, I've only fired one gun. No, Life, yeah, so I'm like, I w- but I'm just saying, I I, I appreciate that there will be other people out there who will be ready to uh, overthrow the government. Yeah, I think I think people should be allowed to do it. Yes, <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly, totally. Speaking of that, like this is all on the same topic. You hear YouTube's um, and a lot of like uh, social media uh, sites are like pulling down anything gun related. Like mm. YouTube's pulling, uh, going to start pulling any videos gun related. Like uh, I heard a rumor <clears throat> that that's even going to affect video games. I heard somebody say, which would be insane. Uh, who wow. knows? Because I don't. Because how how are you going to? I think the first one is any like, you know, instructional, ra- instructional yeah. videos. Yeah. Like here, this is me taking apart. This is me upgrade. You know, doing whatever. Um, but, but they're I mean, pulling that. Uh, yeah. Dating sites are pulling any like. Well, not pulling. Oh yeah, but Bumble. Basically, Bumble. Yeah. yeah, a lot of dating <laughs> sites. Like I mean. It's yeah, fuck, it, it's ridiculous. Wait, wait, explain the, the what are the how do how do dating sites relate to guns? Okay, oh, so, so, like so if you're posing with a picture of a gun, um, or any yeah. any anybody posing, they'll be reported because um, like yeah, you know, it's you you do get like uh, a lot of dudes with their fish and then their guns, you know. Yeah, like well, I'm I mean, aren't, aren't them like, I think you're kind of douchey if you're posing with a gun. Exactly, but, like, I mean, it's never... your right. Yeah, <laughs> like who gives a but fuck? Are I mean, that like chicks who are super anti-gun gonna want to know to like not like go on a date with them and waste their time? Right. You know. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah I mean, it does kind of. But there's there's the flip side though. I mean, there's also both a lot of men and a lot of women that if they see somebody with a gun, they're like, yeah, that's somebody that has the same culture as I do. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, to to be honest, I'm gonna be more interested in somebody that shares some of my values, and one of my values is that. You should be self-sufficient. You should be willing to protect yourself and your family. I think that's I think that's positive. I think that's something that most cultures and most religions in all of human history, except for America over the last like three years, has, <laughs> has embraced. I mean, it, it is it is a universal principle of self-defense. It's something that I think is honorable. I think it's virtuous. I think it's something that's to be encouraged. So, I mean, I think it's just the the good thing about that though is. Now there's opening in the market for an alternative alternative to YouTube. I think that's cool. Yeah, well, I would mind jumping like, in on the ground floor of that, right? Well, yeah, speaking of, I speak- totally. Speaking of that, you know, I mean, you could say the, the same thing's going on right now with Facebook. Right. Like, yeah, I, I I have Facebook Facebook Purity. Have you heard of that? It's no. Yeah, it's like this uh, this plugin, right? And you can hook it up to your Facebook, and it does all these like really cool things. So one of the things it does, it, it like tells me anytime somebody's like either unfriended me left Facebook or blocked me. Okay. I just get like a notification mm-hmm. and you know, and sometimes I'll see a lot of notif- notifications after I post uh, like an, I love Arvin post or something, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, so it, it's uh, but it, it's pretty neat for that. And I've seen a lot of people dropping off recently. Have, have you seen, have well, you guys heard about MeWe that the, uh, the, the privacy oriented social media, I've been hearing just so I many people. I signed up for mm. it, but, um, I've been like really diving into Steam it, and they pay you over there. And then once I got my uh, MeWe account, I was like, "Oh, where's the wallet?" And then I didn't see one, and I was like, "All right, no, screw this." Well, speaking of <laughs> speaking of Facebook, though, have you guys been following this uh, this Cambridge Analytica story? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy, yeah. man. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's what we knew all along. Well, yeah, and, that, and like the it finally is coming out mainstream. Exactly, and the and you know the funny part about it is Obama was doing very similar stuff during his campaign and even bragging about it like oh we you know we were able to track information from a whole bunch of people and you know use that to our advantage people like oh that's that's smart yeah that's a good move you know and then it's like now that it's trump doing it you know everyone's like up in arms and you know it's like it's like like, looking for reasons to get that motherfucker thrown out i know so they can just have some other warmonger in there with the on with their finger on the drones like you know just so a prettier face that that doesn't piss them off can be up there. So, so you're saying it's still mostly cinema? Yeah, it's always yeah. been cinema. Yeah, it's totally, totally. But even with cinema. even with Trump, I mean, he no doubt does trigger like a whole bunch of people in the establishment, does he not? I well, yeah, I don't I mean, think he's at... done anything differently. Like he'll lower taxes and then raise tariffs, and well, then dude. he'll like say we're going to stop funding rebels, and then he'll ramp up the drone war. Or he'll our next topic. <laughs> he'll he'll. He'll pick John Bolton to be his national secretary or his uh, national secretary advisor, uh, national security advisor. Yeah, like that's who's, who's like known. Yeah, who's like known. So let me pull up this article real quick from Reason. That kind of it's five. It's pretty See, hilarious. Trump's thing is like his edge to his base is that he's the rebel and he's pissing off the establishment. Okay. So he plays to that as much as possible, but then we still get the same end goal that any other politician had. And well, Obama's and reputation supposedly... yeah. to his base was like being this casual compromise and, you know, fun guy and he did all that up front, but then by the end of his term or even into the beginning of it, all the yeah. same bullshit happened all along. 
Yeah, so ponder this. When, when Barack Obama got elected, he said he wasn't going to raid any uh, marijuana dispensaries in states where it was legal. But then, you know, he ended up raiding them, right? Right. Now, um, Trump so far, you know, from Jeff Sessions, you've heard he's just going to expand on things and he is going to do things, but he hasn't done them yet. <laughs> and, and, and we're over a year in. So I'm, I'm just, I, don't, I don't even know what to say. It's, it's, I'm like... I'm it is weird, but I mean, so like, it? so like, it, it's forty chess, bro. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, look, look. I just want to read, read through this credit. this shithead Bolton's like laundry list of bad shit. So, Did you got it up? So yeah, so he he supported the two thousand two invasion of Iraq and still thinks it was a good idea. And Trump campaigned wow. that it was a bad, it was right. horrible, and right. he was against the war Iraq. Like it makes no fucking sense. So exactly, do continue, Jared. What? He also supported the U.S. intervention in the Libyan civil war. Oh, that worked out well. He called we for the assassination of, of, of Gaddafi. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, he thinks the U.S. should have intervened in the Syrian civil war sooner and more aggressively. Yes, we should have got in there and took care of business. Yep. Yeah. And he also agitated for war with Iran, saying that Iran will not negotiate, negotiate away its nuclear program. Well, Iraq went really well. Why not Iran? And then here's the cherry on top. He favors attacking North Korea. Oh, that'd be, so, that sounds like good times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we're, guy, we're in for some shit. This guy sounds great. We're in for some shit. So it's it's like, pretty scary, actually. Yeah, kind of like here, John is talking thing, about. Man. Like, this this could be like a, I don't know, like a coup d'etat, you know? Like coup all this film. Coup d'etat. Coup d'etat, yeah. Like against, like, because look. All right. So, <laughs> no, 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 but you look, I got you. Let's not distract him. He's on the stuff. So, no, you think about it, right? So, all the left that you know is calling for impeachment you have all this gun control bullshit going on um you know we're we're basically the media is just focused on this trump saga and calling for impeachment well look who's next in chain of, in the chain of command mike pence who's a fucking neocon yeah now you have a national security advisor like bolton like it's like the neocons and that whole like uh who's the uh that organization that like all of them, basically, all of them behind the the war in Iraq. Yeah, uh, New American one, Century. Yeah, Project for a yeah. New American Century. Yeah. They all come from like Bolton and um, Pent, like all of them. They come from that school of thought that like neocon. Um, like let's ravage the Middle East school yeah, of thought. Exactly, yeah. and it's you know it's it's ridiculous. So I think maybe. I don't know. It's not looking good. Not I mean, can we good. can we just talk about? I mean, at the fundamental level, like all these places. That that Bolton is going after don't have central I, banks. They don't have central banks, <laughs> and they have people who are not white. I mean, this to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, if you want to talk about countries whose ideology is like directly opposed to America, start with France. Pure socialism. It's like the literal enemy of what America stands for. We don't invade them. In fact, we defend them so they can continue with their socialist nonsense. I'm not saying I think we need to invade France. I absolutely don't. You're here first. Arvin Bloor wants to invade France. Don't turn it around and make does it weird. He, <laughs> what, what I'm saying does is... Does he endorse a preemptive strike <laughs> on Paris? No. No, I don't endorse it. But what I'm trying to say is... That here we basically have somebody who is just in every way believing in forcing Western values 
on people that have different values. And that, to me, which has been the basic underpinning of American foreign policy for the last couple of several decades, is the exact wrong way to do it. Whether you're trying to force capitalist, capitalism on communism, like in Vietnam, whether you're trying to post Western values on Muslim countries, it doesn't matter. It's the wrong way to do it. And so having this guy advising the president or anyone on national security is the worst thing that could be happening right now in that area. Oh, yeah. Not to mention the trade wars, potentially. And, you know, it's, it's yeah, neocons. Not a good time for neocons to be in this chaos, but it's unfortunate. It's never a good time for neocons. There's never a good time for neocons. <laughs> right yeah, now, well, we're, we're approaching the like crossroad, like, you know, type situations, I think, like with everything coming to a head in, in North Korea and now this new Cold War with Russia and all this. Mm -hmm. uh, now the Civil it's, War it's happening an, in our own country almost. We, we can't have, I mean, it's it's unfortunate that we have these crazies running the show at a time that's vital, but it seems like that's, that's the way that they intended. <laughs> Could be, yeah. And the thing is you have so many interests that are, that benefit from a perpetual state of war. Anybody that's making equipment, weapons, any kind of tools used for that is benefiting from this perpetual ongoing war. There is no country that we are currently at war with that in any way poses anything close to a legitimate war threat. These are small, weak, not on the scale of our country countries. They pose no legitimate threat of any kind. And we just have people saying, oh, my God, we need to go to war with them. And by the way, you're going to buy a bunch of stuff from us. That's the kind of stuff that that should be being taught in schools but isn't. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that we should be sophisticated enough as a nation to see through and say, no, we're not going to play along with that silly, nonsensical tactic. Yeah, instead in school, children are taught like about the war heroes of our history and the good things that the wars did and mm -hmm. you know, and and it's always wrapped up with a bow every single story that they teach the kids. So instead of teaching them the truth, they teach them the complete opposite. One of the really interesting things is is when you look at how inside of both public and private school, I mean, there's a lot of influence that goes between a pure government school and a government regul regulated school, which most private schools are. It's interesting the way they talk about Vietnam, because they won't just go out and say, yeah, the reasons we got into it were lies. They were It was released by the NSA that they were made up, that the Gulf of Tonkin incident didn't even happen. That's the kind of stuff that really needs to be part of education because we need our populace to not fall for that kind of stuff again. Yeah. And we basically have people learning to re-fall for the same dumbass tricks of the past. Mm. Yeah. I was reminded recently of the Malcolm X quote, like, uh, why would you allow your enemy to teach your kids? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love that one. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, it's it's uh, homeschooling, you know, is, is looking really, like, a much cooler than public schools to me. Yes. And I've it, said even Montessori uh, schools, too. Yeah. I mean, the, the nice thing about Montessori schools is it has that idea of of sort of self-discovery, like, like self-motivated discovery, I should say. And I think that's the most important skill that you have people losing. You know, I work with kids that are, you know, younger kids, like eight, nine years old. They're so excited to learn. Same kids, like eight, like 17, 18. 
and all they want to do is to not learn. Their curiosity has been beaten out of them, and I don't think that's a, de a design flaw. I think that is the intention of most public schools to make sure that these are not going to be future revolutionaries, but rather people that just go along with whatever they're told. But just want them smart enough to operate the machines and you know sit behind the office desk, but you know. Not, not smart enough to do anything else. Yeah, and not that time to, is over. Yeah. That's the thing too. Like I, I, I've learned like over the years that all the skills that we were taught in in um you know all throughout our schooling were like for people for a generation that is so far behind our technological curve and even in the colleges a lot of times they're not teaching like the breaking edge stuff that people are going to need to know once they get, actually get out there. I actually talked to somebody pretty recently, and what he's doing—it's so interesting. He's, a, he's also a major libertarian activist. He did like a, like a semester of community college. Was like, yeah, this is stupid. Then he took a whole pile of tech certifications. Didn't have to pay anything. I mean, you have to pay like a little bit, but you're mm. not paying like sixty thousand a year, no. right? You're paying a small like nominal fee just or take nothing. The test, yeah, yeah, just paying a little to take the test. Working for I forget one of one of the major media networks. He's not doing anything evil. He's just you know just doing programming and stuff like that. What's really interesting though is he's living in Mexico and working remotely. He is making dollars and spending pesos. So in addition to not having all that debt the way everybody else does, he's kind of found a way to think outthink the system a little bit. Mm. I think that those are the kind of skills that are good. The the think for yourself, do things differently, look at it objectively and economically. Don't just follow the herd, you know, first to government school, then to college, but actually do something that makes some sense. And I love seeing stuff like that. And that's becoming more and more popular. Absolutely. Yeah, but I mean, do, do kids learn how to read in Montessori schools? <laughs> I, mean, I did. <laughs> uh, you, you, so you attended in a Montessori yeah, school? Yeah. Wow. Who's gonna build the roads, man? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I, dude. I was just, I was playing status advocate, bro. I was too, bro. <laughs> yeah. If we're building rocket ships and inventing well, no, things, I who's gonna build the roads? There's this like list online of like the the ridiculous like achievements of homeschool kids, and like I think one of the kids that was involved with the Human Genome Project or something was. Uh, homeschooled, and it was, you know, when he was way younger than us that he was, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And there were a whole whole bunch of stories like that, world-renowned people who made breakthroughs in their field, whatever it may be, when they were just teenagers because they were homeschooled and just found, like you said, their own path through self-discovery. I mean, if you want a classic example of, of how that homeschooling mindset makes people think differently and makes them more successful... Look at the chair of our party. You know what I mean? That's like a guy who graduated. He, he was homeschooled, you know, took the GED when he was like 14 or 15, something like that. Became a, like, got a law degree, worked in IT. He's like the head of the Libertarian Party, guiding it through its fastest growing time in history. I mean, like Nick Starwark is an impressive guy. And he's also shows that, you know, you can do homeschooling and not be socially weird. I and mean, he's also a very charming guy, right? Mm hmm. I think he's a pretty divisive guy. You think you think Nick is divisive? Yeah, you, yeah. Well, to be, to be fair, <laughs> dude, I love you. To, to be fair, even though I've probably been one of his biggest critics recently, I think most people in his position right now would be divisive because of the fact of how divisive the situations in the party are right now and the libertarian movement as a whole. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people who want to take things in different directions. And... Um, yeah, I mean, it'd be impossible for him to not be divisive. He, he would have to be just some, like, milk toast, like, wishy-washy... 
and, and he, then he wouldn't he, be in charge. He's going to be the focal point of what most people think is wrong because of the fact that he's there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. For for me, it's just for the stuff that he says. I'm just talking about stuff that he says. So. You know, well, I mean, whole, like when well, he, when he, when he went up control her, thing, right? Well, there was, yeah. What, didn't what, he say what, something what, about? He was like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was trying to appeal to the kids. What happened with that? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, the thing is, that's just like so. So I know what you're talking about. Yeah. There was a post, and it was designed to kind of, you know, people were hoping that it would kind of go viral or something. It was kind of wishy washy, but it didn't really like get, it didn't whoosh. get up there. And then you know, like Nick's basically took. He was like, "Yeah, I guess this didn't work," so he took it down. I mean, I don't think that 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 Nick trying something out. Deciding that this isn't really what he wants to do, and then taking it down is really saying that he's like pro gun control. Yeah. I mean, he is like super anti gun control. But it was the text of the thing. It was like we support. It wasn't a very we clear message. You. Yeah, it was kind yeah. of vague. Yeah, but it I was mean, kind of vague. Gotta, I mean, you got to think about how many messages we put out. Like, I mean, we're, if one message out of like fifty thousand is sort of vague, I mean, and then like, it's taken down like you know an hour later, it's just like it, to me, it's like that. That to me is making a lot out of something that doesn't make any sense. I mean, Nick has been very pro gun, openly anti gun control in every form. He's talked about getting getting rid of government. Uh, sorry, gun gun free. You know, gun free zones. He's talked about the importance of teaching of, of like having guns in the family. I mean, he has really been as pro gun as anybody in the liberty movement. And you're right. I mean, that particular post, I didn't like it. I was like, this doesn't. Yeah, it's just hard. It was to confusing. It was confusing. Yeah. yeah it's up, so, it's up, but I mean, well, yeah, I, I wouldn't. A, a person make somebody say something kind of confusing like once in like four okay. years. Okay, yeah, okay. You know. so yeah, that's a that's a good point too. Because when you, when you're somebody like a politician and you're on social media, you know, every single post you you say is put under a microscope. So. You know, um, I mean, and everybody fucks up sometimes. I'm sure everybody here has posted something and deleted it like 10 minutes later because then <laughs> yeah. you thought about it more and you're like, oh, maybe that wasn't the best post. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you know, you know, I, a lot of times I like to be controversial, I like to get ideas out there. I want people to really start to think about some of these unstated assumptions. I, I think that we, need, we as a group need to stop worshiping the state. We need to stop worshiping government schools. We need to stop worshiping the military. We need to stop worshiping the police because when we do that, we encourage people to join it. And if we stop doing what we did, so, so, but there's been times that I've taken down posts because they started a debate that I thought was irrelevant. So I just took it down. I'm like, this has nothing to do with Yeah, it. I've had that before too. Yeah. 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 It's, it's like yeah. that. No, that's not what I want to talk about. Yeah. Delete. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. I want to talk about, I want to talk about any government schools. I want to talk about getting rid of welfare, getting rid of social security, bring the troops home. I want to talk about not having a drug war. I mean, that's what I want to talk about. And so, yeah, sometimes I post a thing and it, it you know, it has a phrasing that I hadn't you know, thought of in that way, and people are like, "Wait a second, are you saying that you support like you know banning semi-automatics?" I'm like, "No, obviously not." Well, what about what about though when he was going after Tom Woods, trying to get Tom Woods to say that he wasn't a Nazi, or to say that that, or for Tom Woods to say that he doesn't support um, like white nationalists. So, so it was. I don't remember about the Tom Woods. I remember about the Jeff Dice. Deist. How do you say Deist? Deist, I think, I think or one of them, yeah. So that part, <laughs> that part, I really agreed with because when you see somebody using like the exact same like inner white nationalist code phrases that the are blood being chanted, and soil thing was sketchy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, seeing that. But according to Tom Woods, and he he talked about it on his podcast, he was approached by Sarwark to like sign some sort of thing that declares that you're not a Nazi basically <laughs> and he was just like no this is fucking stupid like I know it's funny that's why I laugh <laughs> he's like he's like I'm a libertarian he's like I'm a libertarian it's implied in the term libertarian like I don't want to kill people for 
their race or yeah, their and, and whatever. The, I don't. And you know. it, yeah, there's like thousands upon thousands of hours of Tom Woods speaking on the internet I, yeah. and not saying anything Nazi. Yeah, the, you, and then I mean it's just such an insult. And then there's so many people that are that are in the Libertarian Party, party or or or, 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 or into the, you were right the first time. Yeah, or, 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 or into the the philosophy of libertarianism who respect Tom Woods and then to call him out like that. Yeah, that's pretty divisive. Yeah, it wasn't a smart move. I mean, I don't know about the Tom Woods thing because, I mean, but when it comes to the Deese thing, that to me was, I mean, it took both a lot of insight and a lot of courage because most people in Nick's shoes would have been like, yeah, it might be the right thing to do to call him out on this, but maybe it's going to be divisive. I'm going to just keep quiet. And actually, I gained a lot, like, I mean, I've always had a lot of respect for Nick. I had actually even more respect when I saw that he was willing to see something going on in our movement to call it out and to just keep on calling it out until... You know, everyone's, you know, at this point, I think most people are saying, well, there is something funny going on with Mises right now. There, it is a little bit weird that if you're hanging out in the hardcore white national alt-right groups online, which I do fairly often, <laughs> and you see that every single person's favorite think tank just happens to be Mises, like something is going on there. And when you have the head of Mises saying, saying, you know, using phrases like blood and soil and then, you know, pretending he didn't hear a bunch of people saying, like, can you clarify that? That to me, you know, just as a, Politically, strategically aware person, I'm like that is a funny thing to be happening. That's not normal. Yeah, I mean, I also saw him post an awesome post recently. This was even after that, and where he said something like, you know, even if somebody's uh, developed like uh, a lot of cool theories about economics and stuff, you know, we shouldn't let them off the hook for being a shitty person and other things that they say. Yeah, and you I said this. Um, this is Jeff Deist, and right. I think he's he may be like sneak diss in Hoppe. And, That's and Hoppe what I is the reason for all this stuff at the M at Mises Institute, in my opinion. He's and, the root. Um, yeah. Deist, when he used the blood and soil thing, I thought that that was extremely sketchy. But then I kind of I, – I didn't know what to think of him. But then when I saw the private conversations that took place bef between him and Chase, uh, Rachel's the mm -hmm. white nationalist who wrote that white, right, and libertarian book. Yeah. Um, he seemed genuinely against racism in that co private conversation, and he didn't expect that to go public. Okay, but he, so here's my point, right? And this is what this is what I mean. Part of the job of somebody in Nick's position is to be a strategist that's thinking far ahead, right? So you have, like in in you know say like month one, you have Nick picking a fight with with Deist, and maybe with maybe pick maybe a fight with Woods. I don't really know that much about that one. And maybe the fight with Woods was unnecessary. Let's just say it's totally unnecessary. Let's look at it purely as a strategic value. At that point, by month one, everyone knows that the Libertarian Party has no interest in being a white nationalist organization. Why? Because Nick was so vocal about it that no one could no one could miss it, right? Mm. Then as the as the thing which knowing Nick he probably predicted. I mean, Nick's level of strategic thinking is something I've never seen in like an actual human in the world in my life. So now we have that thing that he set up. He's like prepared us for the next phase. We're already ready to say no, we're not white nationalists. That stupid book comes out and everyone's like, yeah, that has nothing to do with the party. Why? Because months before, it had already been set up. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's, like it's at the, the expense wins. of calling Tom Woods a Nazi, though. 
So what? I mean, it's just like, <laughs> I mean, so what? I mean, Tom. I, said, I mean, like, listen, I respect Tom Woods a lot. I've never really said anything against Tom Woods, but if if someone's like Arvin, listen, in order to prevent a white national takeover, you need to incorrectly call Tom Woods a Nazi. Be like, yeah, he's a Nazi. I'll just do it in a second. I don't care. <laughs> because to me, it is important. It is more important to you know. Isn't that, that slander though? Not if you're a I politician. Mean, I, 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 well, well he didn't. He didn't call him a Nazi. I strongly doubt he was like Tom Woods a Nazi. No, 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 no. He. I mean, to be fair, he didn't call him a Nazi. He just requested that he prove that he wasn't by signing a piece of paper. <laughs> which I mean, it isn't calling him a Nazi, but it's saying like, Wait, is, are we talking Nazi or are we talking about white supremacists? Or? Well, okay, yeah, we're 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 uh, mixing around terms. Yeah, it, it was it was like. That you denounce like white nationalism or something like that, and that the th- and the thing is this, no. that which is I, I understand the I understand the tactic of it, but I also understand the response, which is like, I shouldn't have to. Like if someone came up to me and said, "I need you to disavow white nationalism," I'd be like, "Dude, I'm a fucking Jewish. Like, what, what are you talking about? Like, I don't have to disavow shit." I mean, I would probably be like, "Yo, yo, I'm not. Ra- I'm a true virtue signaler." So I, <laughs> I, I would be like, "I'm not racist, man. I'm well, down." But I would I also kind down. of be offended. You know, I'd be offended that I was even asked of me. Yeah, but, but I mean, like, like, what's like, like, what's the like when we think of like, like Nick there's like managing an entire movement successfully blockading like, a misapplication of of white nationalism to the party. There's people who want to say libertarians are white nationalists, and he's so thoroughly poisoned the well for that. Mm. Like he made it impossible, and he I mean, can I, see yeah, the winds of change. We can, I get it. Yeah. it. yeah, I get it. I just I, so, I don't know that going after Woods was the right move. Um, I mean, who knows? I mean, it worked. <laughs> I mean, Tom Woods got a little angry, but there are a lot of it. like mo- most of the people that I hear like uh, talk about Sarwark in an angry way, they're mad about that Woods thing. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. But I mean tell like I mean to me if if those folks are watching right now, think about this. Do you hear a lot of people right now telling you that the libertarian party is full of white nationalists? Probably not because Nick preemptively well, poisoned the well. Well, they still <laughs> well, say libertarians are are white nationalists sometimes, but they don't specify the party so, yeah. so much. And I will tell you this, there have been times in the past where people have said the Libertarian Party, and they've said it to me specifically, and I think you probably see it on the YouTube, people saying it to me specifically, that the Libertarian Party is white nationalist. They, I mean, they've said it to me, they've said it to me on Facebook publicly. I mean, you can, it's, it's all over the place. In the past, they haven't been saying that recently, though, I'll tell you that much. Hmm. Well, yeah. I don't know. So you're saying Nick Sarwark is playing some 4D chess. Nick Sarwark is always playing some 4D chess. I am so glad he's on our side, not the other side. I'm like, I'm like, thank God that they got that they have like you know folks like you know whoever the RNC chairs, the DNC chair. Thank God they have those guys. Thank God we got the smart one. Uh, I really do think that Hoppe is the main issue at at Mises, though. Just to yeah. to be clear, I think that Hoppe. Um, but I mean, even he Lou- has become who. Well, it, it seems like it's all of the the Trump supporter guys. Yeah, there. yeah, like, exactly. Like Lou Rockwell. A lot of them. Lou Rockwell's another bad one. A yeah. lot of them old older guys who are from that generation. The paleo libertarian. Gary North is probably another one oh, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, but I mean, but, well, they're all huge fans of Rothbard. Yeah, and then he he sucked towards the end of his life. Uh, on a lot of them issues too. I mean Rothbard at some point. I mean Roth, don't get me wrong because I respect a lot of his writings and yeah. I've, I've driven drawn so much insight from them. So many of my ideas are shaped by Rothbard's writings. But having said that, we do have to remember that he also endorsed George Bush. I mean George W. Yeah, Bush. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know, there's 
It's like with FDR. Young FDR had that amazing mastermind speech talking about how we can never trust any politician to be perfectly virtuous and all that. Then we have old FDR who's making the New Deal and all that. So, you know, there's people that change over time, sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. And yeah, I'm not I'm not sure that, well, yeah, that you I, don't have to yeah. disregard everything. I yeah. mean, like even a guy like Chase Rachel's like the spontaneous order book. I mean, it's 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 not the Bible of ANCAPs or whatever, but it's, yeah, it's, it's a good book. It's Rothbard yeah. light, essentially. Yeah, I mean, it's a good, it's, it's it's a good foot, explanation of... Footnotes of Rothbard, yeah, is essentially yeah. what it is. Right, sure. But, I mean, it's it's well-written. It's it's digestible, you know. It's a good... But if the problem is, like, it's I can't recommend it to people because then, you know, then they start getting recommendations in their fucking Amazon feed for, like white right and libertarian or whatever the fuck yeah and it's you're like, the same oh. thing with molyneux and all them people yeah. and yeah it sucks you know but you know at the same time for me for me it's i i try to like disassociate the ideas from the people so yeah. like i'm it, just because like molyneux like all up trump's asshole now doesn't mean that like peaceful parenting isn't a good idea Oh yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. Like, like it I can just means that I'm gonna rec- uh, uh, re- recommend another researcher on that topic yeah. to a friend when I do. It. Yeah, or like give them a heavy warning of like this guy lost his marbles, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but like he used to be awesome. So like, please stop at like 2000 and and nine or whatever, yeah. <laughs> whatever he started to go off the deep I mean, end. I mean, I've read Marx, and honestly, there's there's ideas in there. I'm like, that's an interesting insight. And, you know, a lot of a lot of things, I don't, I don't agree with everything. I mean, obviously, I certainly don't agree with the final conclusions. Yeah. But there's a lot of things I'm like, you know, some of this makes sense. Some of this is rhetorically kind of interesting. I and mean, there's a lot of stuff in there. Mm. And so, so I think you're totally right. We need to be able to say this idea is good, even if the person saying it has gotten a little weird since then. Yeah. But we also have to be saying... Willing to say why if if so many people in this movement are getting a little weird right now, it means that in the past our movement was not as strong as we thought it was. Because if Molyneux, if if Lou Rockwell, if Hoppe, if all these people were as hardcore libertarian as they pretended to be and convinced us that that they were. Because, like, I mean, we can all say, like, no, I totally knew it coming, but honestly, I didn't know it was coming. No, I respected Lou Rockwell. I wrote a couple articles for his website and stuff like that, you know, and then he just shifted one day. Yeah. I mean, like, I have, like, this Hoppa t-shirt. I think it's a cool (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt. But, but, uh, you know, it's... It's, like, had I known where he was going to be when I got the t-shirt, I would probably be like, yeah, I'm not going to wear this t-shirt. Yeah, and it all seemed to kind of just coincide with Trump, really. Yeah, that's when I this mean, all started. Been... But the thing is, is like Hopper wrote that shit a long time ago, and it was just like buried deep in democracy that God that failed, that he wanted to physically remove hippies, gay people, commies, and uh, anybody else that wasn't like his square-ass version of reality. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and I even did... The, I, I listened to the audio book years ago, thought it was great. Yeah. Totally must have been zoning out or packing a bowl or something during that part. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I shared memes with that dude, of that dude, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, and now, like, yeah. Well, like, the whole argumentation ethics thing is pretty brilliant. Well, yeah, I mean, he you is know? good on, on a lot of stuff, yeah, and yeah. he just, he happens to be a racist. And now it has become, that's become his legacy now. Instead of beca- of being, like, the economist and all the other work that he's done... He's now the racist dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of a shame. <laughs> <laughs> and he, I feel like he's embraced it. I mean, I've seen these pictures where where he's, like, posing with people with, like, tiny helicopters and stuff where he's, like, you know, smiling and they're all, like, thumbs up, you know? 
You see that shit? Yeah. The, the weird little, <laughs> yeah. The weird little like Kekistani guys and yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's bizarre, but you know, it just makes you think like, why why is that? Like, why is there that thread that runs through libertarianism, or at least like libertarian people? Like, what what is it about libertarianism that initially attracted them, and then now they're going a, a completely different way? It's just against the system they're you know they're such individuals they don't want to they think they're um you know just paying into the welfare state well you know that can drive someone like, well, like at the same time so at the same time at the same time though i want to say like like i'm against pinochet you know pinochet is an asshole but you know i can still enjoy helicopter jokes yeah it's true it's fine but i mean if they're set up <laughs> that's, well, yeah. that's all i'm saying but <laughs> i mean but here's the thing right if, if we're a lot of times here, here's what we saw in in this last election. We have the people who on like October in like late October are all about the government, about positive, you know, doing all this good stuff. Like like two weeks later, they're like dressed all in black. They're doing disrupt day twenty. I mean, they're they're part of all these other things. Mm. And a lot of times, there's a difference. To me, I see two types of anar of, of of anarchists: people who want to get rid of the government. And people who want to get rid of the other guy's government replaced with their government. Yeah. And I think a lot of the folks, especially folks like Molyneux, to me, that's just somebody who just didn't like that government but wanted his version of a government. He's just another statist. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think that's true. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it, 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 it's kind of one of those <laughs> things that you find in our position is that when the Democrats are in charge, you end up making friends with the Republicans and then forgetting that they're actually Republicans and they, they forget that they're Republicans too. And then the same thing happens with the Democrats when the Republicans are in and you, you start to feel like, oh, yeah, I hate Trump too, you know? <laughs> and you got to give litmus tests. I mean, I'll, I've talked to a lot of a lot of people like Ancoms, like the left anarchists, and, and I'll ask them questions. They'll be like, yeah, I'm going to ask you the truth. Would you support getting rid of government schools? A lot of them are like, no. And to me, that's not a real anarchist. If you want the government educating kids, you are not an anarchist. You are anything but that. Yeah. But in fairness, I've also talked to a lot of people on the anarchist left and said, do you support government schools or government involvement in education? They've been like, absolutely not. And so in this growing anarchist left movement, it's mostly fake, but it's not all fake. There mm -hmm. are people in there that are our natural allies. Uh, to, to an extent, mm -hmm. right? But one, I mean... To an extent, but, you know, once, I guess, once we got to the point, theoretically, where we dismantle the government, then we come into conflict with these people, right? In some sense. I mean, unless, unless we sort of, like, mutually agree, like, all right, we've got our, our area of ANCOMs, yeah. and you've got, or ANCAPs, and you have your area of ANCOMs. I mean, if you think about oh, this, is, is folks, you know, folks who are a little bit more capitalistic, have a more capitalist persuasion, free market persuasion, this government is annoying but it's not actually crippling. Like you can run a business in America. Mm -hmm. Millions of people do. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm one of the people that's fortunate to be able to run a business in America. Uh huh. But you can't easily run a commune in America because you still have to pay the property taxes. Right. So while this government makes business hard, it makes the kind of voluntary communism that we would be okay with actually harder. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, I don't. I think that that there's that there's a way that we can coexist over there. Yeah. And learn from each other. I mean, there's so many shared interests you know a lot of the anarchists left they're all about shooting all the time uh they're all about growing their own food i mean they're all about a lot of the things that we see libertarians being about yeah 
This is like turning into the comment section of uh, what was that debate group? Uh, Ancap versus Ancom. <laughs> uh, Kyle or, Wagner's group. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh no, don't go down in the comments. <laughs> no, no, that, that, was, that was good debates, though. But yeah, so they do coincide. I mean, I don't think. I mean, I think some but like Arvin you, said, they can, there are elements that are that can be genuine allies because I think they, Ancom's definitely recognize the fact that they can't live their lifestyle if there isn't a libertarian if there isn't a, um you know a libertarian state yeah, yeah well, and they couldn't, well you know. doesn't the problem there lie that a lot of those ancoms wouldn't allow an ancap community to live with um you know a lot of them wouldn't yeah and that's the thing a lot those but those aren't like real and and i mean those are just not anarchists they are statists but the, what I'm saying is like, it, and it's not. A hundred, I'm not by any means saying it's 100 percent or 50 percent or even 10 percent. But there is a percent in there that are legitimate anarchists, and I think that when you talk to them about, I mean, you talk to libertarians, right? Or you can talk talk to anarcho capitalists and say, how do you feel about the wall? And if they're like, yeah, I'm really in favor of a wall. You know, you're dealing with a fake. You talk to someone <laughs> on the anarchist left and say, how do you feel about government schools? If they're like, yeah, I'm all about government schools, you're dealing with a fake. I mean, you can find the fakes. It's not that hard. Mm -hmm. We should have been searching for fakes better than we were. That's why we didn't. I mean, we should have figured out about Molyneux like a long time ago and just, you know, disassociated in every way possible. We just food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's his thing. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice, dude. I mean, you really, you really think about it. The liber like the liberty movement has just like really just the past 10 years has really just taken off and all like so many people are just connecting. So it's just natural to happen that like, you know, there's so many people coming on the scene and everybody was just seeking out so much information and, you know, reading up and reading so many books and going down so many different roads. Like, and now yeah. it's all like it's the, the Liberty movement is, is so young right now. So mm -hmm. it's bound to like, Whoa, shit. Like, Whoa, I went deep in the docks. Eh, maybe this guy isn't the greatest anymore, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. but you can't just like, like Matt was saying, you can't disregard like everything. Like, all right, they're really good on this issue, but let's disregard some of that, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just natural to happen, especially in a young movement. Yeah. Um, but anyways, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I guess we can move on to this omnibus bill that just oh, got passed. Oh, oh no. Jesus. So, yeah. Um, let me pull this up real quick. So, yeah, Trump signed a $1.3 trillion spending bill. I heard that it include mo included money for, like, background checks for gun control, too. Um, yeah, I think I might have heard that as well. I think one of the worst parts in that in that in that bill is it, not not I mean it's like the, the the worst parts whatever it costs the most obviously it's not even a budget it's just like delaying like yeah just kicking the can further down but I, I really didn't like the foreign aid stuff in there I mean to me foreign aid is the literal worst thing that the government does because it props up failed you know if you think of governments as businesses it's just propping up failed businesses while preventing good businesses you have all these these just incompetently managed countries and they're like warlords too like and they're enslaving warlords. their people enslaving so their we're people. enabling yeah. that as we're well. enabling that and the good thing the, i mean the problem is like there's also a good side which is that if we shut that down those countries would run out of money, which is what we want, and those countries would have to sell off sovereign land, which is what we also want. I want I want there to be a satellite of Hong Kongs around every current country. I want every current country to have like seven or eight Hong Kongs around it where the laws are freer and everything's better and there are these huge thriving cities everybody's trying to go to. That's what we could have if we would just stop foreign aid completely. It's just taking 
money from you know we're broke we can't afford it yeah and then we're giving it to you know it's taking from poor people in rich countries yeah but i mean even you if know, you could afford it it's it's morally wrong you're it's theft it's theft it's theft it's like a bad idea yeah i mean generally isn't it just giving money to basically the richest people in that country also on on a practical level yeah what you're literally doing is giving money to the dictator and his friends and family yeah who keeps about you know 99 to 100 percent of it so i mean there is that too you're giving it to like the boss's kids and then his kids and all their kids and they're just spoiled rotten most of the time it's because they're doing our bidding Oh yeah, because we'll just keep their population in control. Exactly. They're bought. They're bought off and paid for. To just and keep they, puppet regimes. They either have that option, or they could get invaded. It all depends yep. on how they play. You either play it long, or you know, that's our <laughs> foreign Shower policy. Shower you with money, and yeah. you'll be Saudi Arabia, and we'll hook you up. And if not, you know, you just stay in line. We'll keep cutting your welfare check like saudi arabia should be about 10 or 12 separate countries there is no reason that that whole country should be under the brutal monarchy of a single group of sociopaths there is no justification for that they don't need it i would love to see that just being you know i I would like to see it look more like the uae i would like to see it be separate like 15 separate competing kingdoms each trying to pass better laws each trying to outdo the next one that to me would be a huge improvement mm. honestly it I'd was like a the bunch America of british way. aristocrats <laughs> that drew them lines anyway right? yeah in a way and you know people say like oh my god the europeans like did it by mistake they made it so that all these countries would be fighting each other as if they didn't have a map yeah. then i mean that's the point of course you want to weaken your enemy by putting them in the least convenient position possible ignoring all the natural boundaries i mean that that's the kind of stuff that you do to your enemy mm-hmm. yeah man yeah absolutely <laughs> I, I i totally agree i'm i'm, I'm in absolute agreement uh, i think that it was definitely by design and uh, i i think that that is you know that always tended to happen at the end of these world wars. And I think that that was a a vast part of the motivation behind a lot of them. And we're told different cover stories and stuff like that. But with world war one, it was like explicitly about land in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, at at the end of these things, whoever wins gets to draw out the lines in whatever way suits them the best. And as you say that, you know, whether it be Machiavelli or Sun Tzu, everybody says, you know, divide your enemy. Yeah. Mm. All right, you guys want to talk about your uh, your favorite story of the week? Oh, damn. <laughs> oh man, all right. So uh, there's this guy. He is a councilman in D.C. Uh, I forget what his name is, but uh, he's a badass. He was uh, driving in the snow, and he he had his dash cam on or something, and he was just telling everybody to watch out because the Rothschilds were controlling the weather and that they were trying to put people in these things called resilient cities. And he said that some mayor was talking about D.C. being a resilient city, and apparently a resilient city was some kind of code word for some kind of for, for the FEMA camp. police state kind of situation. <laughs> and, you know, I don't, I don't believe the Rothschilds are controlling the weather. But I, I think that this guy, it, it's cool that this guy is in there making noise. But then, like, within hours. <laughs> That's not all he's doing, though. <laughs> with, within hours, there wait, was. Wait, see, so uh, you don't believe in, like, chemtrails? Uh, I, I'm agnostic on chemtrails. Okay. I, 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 would, I would say so, too. I would say so, too. Yeah, yeah I'm agnostic it's on chemtrails. Thing. Yeah. Okay. But the. Uh, <laughs> where was I? <laughs> oh, so literally after the video he okay, posted. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, like. like this, Hours the groups later. came out 
Yeah, what was that? Did you see the group specifically? or? Uh, or uh, apparently, see, the guy is, is definitely known to be against racism and, and, and stuff like that. So, but, but immediately they called him an anti-Semite because he used the term Rothschild. And apparently, according to a lot of people out there, Rothschild is slang or code word or dog whistle. So he never for, actually said the word Jew or never Jewish? Once, no. Never once. He just said Rothschilds mm. control. He was the like, letter. it's the not Rothschilds. And then like the article... And the thing is, the video is just completely taken out of context. Yeah. He could he could have just been having a conversation, or he could have been recording a podcast for all. I don't know yeah. who knows. And like it's like, where's the rest of the video? And just because of that, they're yeah. yeah and I, I mean, like obviously, it's a it's a silly thing to say, but I don't think that most people think that the primary thing about when you know people are all talking about Rothschilds conspiracy, they're not talking about Jewish. They're talking about rich. I mean, they're talking yeah. about people with a lot of money, I mean, not people with a lot of or, Judaism. There's or central bankers is the, is the theory too. Yeah, I mean, but there's there's but a lot of them are at heads of UN uh, central bank right. and positions like that. I mean, there's definitely an overlap of people that are actually They're, kind of like anti-Semitic and, you know, think Jews are controlling there everything. There are plenty of racists and white nationalists But then there's, there's people like Alex them. who are not racist who believe this shit too. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> but not, the, not, not that they're Jewish, just that, you know, it's whatever, the, the Rothschild family and the yeah, Bilderbergs I mean, there's, and all there's that a, exa- well, see, Dude, the it's, thing a, it's is, the golden rule, dude. He the, who has the gold makes the rules. There, so, I mean, there it, were, it's naive to think that these people have nothing to do with what's going on. Oh, I'm not see, suggesting that they don't. I'm not suggesting whole, that rich people don't control things. The Dude, whole now, thing, now you're being anti-Semitic. The, the, <laughs> the whole thing, like there's 12, 12 families me. that run everything. I'm a like I think that might have been somewhat realistic, like 400 years ago. Yeah. But I think now there are uh, many more seats at the table that enslave us and there is a well, ruling yeah. class and there's of also competing people who go back and forth between you know these international organizations big corporations and high level government uh positions right. well and you have and you have rich people that are have competing interests like you have they you know, all the, have the Koch brothers yeah. and then you have you know George Soros exactly you know now I'm not one of the you know conspiracy obviously you know that and when I but say I, the I, table, I don't, I don't say that they're all in agreement yeah, with stuff. Yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. saying that for, for you them, were about to say something really conspiracy though. Well, they, no, no, no. I'm just saying I I don't like I'm not like George Soros is funding every fucking yeah. march and blah blah blah. Like that's stupid. And like, and the same thing on the Koch brothers side. They're not funding like right. every like shitty thing happening in this country for just Cato. Didn't they do something yeah. like last <laughs> week? Didn't they do something last week to benefit like Dreamers or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They. they they were they're lobbying they're giving money to some lobbying thing for for the dreamers to help the dreamers you know? interesting so i mean, yeah, like, I they, mean they have done and, libertarian and like, things right and like that, that's what, like i'm not like a Koch brothers supporter but like if they're going to do something good that you know protects individual rights and makes us more free i'm all for it if they're going to do something that is against that i'm 100% against it you know what i mean like like i said i don't the it's it's about the idea it's about the the action less than the, the actual person that's doing it. Exactly. You know? And I mean, everybody's all learning and uh, and hopefully changing their mind pretty regularly uh, on, on some things anyway. Yeah. So I think that instead of like holding it against people, I mean, when they go in the direction of like crazy racism and stuff, then you got to disassociate. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, otherwise, you know, we could figure it out through conversation for sure. Yeah. Most stuff. <laughs> Totally. Yeah, and then right. in the whole article, man, they were just like, 
going oh, yeah. all they went off oh, on yeah. tangents on so many other like conspiracy theories and just like many was... people think that the Rothschilds are reptiles and yeah. then this and that. <laughs> just... And the headline on the New York Wait. Post was Yeah, it was a New York Count- Post article. Councilman blames Jews for bad weather was the uh, headline. And that's obviously like terrible journalism right there. It was there. just yeah, awful yeah. journalism. It was just like going at, it was it was the most ridiculous video and article. Uh, it was so wait, going back to uh, what was the article that you posted like an hour or so ago, or I guess a few hours ago, about uh, about Zuckerberg like like responding to a question about whether he was a lizard? Did I you, didn't post that. You didn't post that? Yeah, I, I posted it oh, in, the posted po- in the podcast chat. Yeah, <laughs> so someone asked him, I guess, on in an interview, and he responded. Is that is that what, what did he was? say, I, dude? I didn't even read it. I just love the headlines. <laughs> I posted it in, the, in the chat. Dude, it's it probably was... just some some bullshit kinda... that somebody made up and put on a blog. Probably some Yuri Newswire bullshit or something. It's fucking funny. I'm you know, find it. It, might, it. It might be legit. Like, if there is a reptilian, you know, he's he's probably Zuckerberg and David Hogg. Well, no, a lot of people have been asked that question. No, this was the Washington Rums- Post. Dude. Was it Rumsfeld? Rumsfeld was asked that when he was like at a press conference one time. Dude, so this is in the Washington Post, and and like the subhead is, <laughs> "I am not a lizard." Mark Zuckerberg is the latest celebrity asked about reptilian conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but see, here, here's what we see, This and this is a major problem that I have with the traditional media, is that they have space in the Washington Post to cover nonsense, right? and yet they always seem to just run out of space to cover the actual parties that are trying to dismantle the status quo. Like, anybody that's trying to get rid of the drug war, that's trying to, like, end the military police state, that's trying to get rid of government school, that's trying to do the things we're trying to do. They can't. They they run out of you know column inches for that. <laughs> right. They won't even cover those issues unless it's in a negative light. You know what I'm saying? Or, Hell, or I would love a negative light. Well, no, I'm saying yeah. they they don't they don't talk about the drug war or the war over there unless they're defending our freedoms yeah. or saving us from the crazy drug addicts. They don't even show the other side of the argument. Yeah, I mean, I would I would love an article from the Washington Post saying here's why we can't abolish government schools. That would make me so happy because that means they're at least you know engaging well i mean wouldn't you say that like homeschool has been growing in spite of that though yeah i mean they've been it's been growing just at an unbelievable rate in two ways first in numbers right but also in sophistication i mean the kind of the kind of you know thing they're doing with curriculum the kind of learning tools they're using the co-ops they're setting up you know whether they're finding different ways to you know manage and, and look after kids or you know supervise or different ways that people can learn learn more efficiently or cater diff- to, to different learning styles i mean they are just like decades ahead of what we see going on in government schools they're just more advanced right now they're the difference between you know america today and like i don't know america 100 years ago it's a big difference Definitely. So common core's not working? That's what I hear. <laughs> it's not working out too well. I mean, they, it, we, you know, government schools do make it easy to compete by deliberately finding <laughs> things that are just the most unlikely to work. So, I mean, they, they are helping lose the competition, right? Yeah, I feel like sometimes uh, people... Uh, I feel like many times people go in the wrong... Like, they're, they're pushed in to the right direction which is homeschool for the wrong reasons sometimes that's true you know what i'm saying yeah. it's not it's not because they want to get their their children's mind free from the the cesspool of government it's maybe because they they don't feel safe there with their kids there which is a legitimate uh, concern i mean kind of it's well, definitely really a legitimate, legitimate concern. concern the only concern that bothers me if, if it turns but into like my, like you know like 
religious brainwashing. Well, that's the thing is like, are they going to go home and, and reinforce the same bullshit or worse? That yeah. that's yeah. and I'm not given an argument against homeschooling yeah, yeah. or mm-hmm. anything like that. Um, because there are some states where you have to actually have like religious. The only exemption to is yeah. religious. I think in the state yeah. of Alabama, I mean, you can fake the shit, but I mean, there's. But the fact that that exists is you're limiting the pool of those that are, you know, homeschooling. You just have like, basically, just they're just basically going to. Religious, I mean, you're you limiting know. the people who are religious or willing to lie on a form. Yeah, so that's pretty much the whole population. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I don't think there's so many atheists that are like, no, I will not lie on a form. <laughs> I, I mean, here's the thing. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not really a religious person. I have a lot of respect for religion. I've, you know, spent a lot of time trying to learn about religion because, you know, I know a lot of libertarians are religious. I'm trying to really understand where they're coming from, and what I, what I've definitely come to appreciate is that at many critical points in history, religion is often a source of strength against the government. You know, people, I mean, people, the, the founding fathers would often talk about how important religion was because I think they understood that that for a lot of people it can be a source of courage. It's, you know, it's, it is... On and one it's side, something bigger than the government, it's too. It's bigger than the well, government, right? Well, and plus, it's, it's really anti-government when you think about thou shalt not steal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or kill. <laughs> or kill. I thought you were going to go with the Caesar thing, but nope, thou shalt not steal. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, so I think that, that's probably about it for this week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'd like to remind everybody uh, we're always accepting article submissions over at the dailyliberator.com. And uh, we are also. Uh, what, what else are we doing, Patreon. Jerry? Yeah, we, have, we got a we have Patreon. Patreon. Patreon.com slash punk rock libertarians. Um, we've got some some uh, special content on there that's only available to our Patreon uh, subscribers. Um, so if you if you donate at least uh, five bucks a month, you get access to that. And then we also have T-shirts uh, that we're giving out for our, for our ten dollar per month uh, guys and girls. So yeah, check that out. Also, if you go to uh, libertariancountry.com, you can uh, pick up T-shirts and stuff. And if you type in the code uh, PRL, you will receive a ten percent discount. And until uh, we're on Steam it oh, too. Oh shit! Oh, okay. Shit. Yeah, we're, we're on there's Steam so it many announcements. D-tube. Yeah, I know. We need to start writing this shit down. I think. But yeah, <laughs> Steam, Steam it and DTube. Get up on that. Uh, up send all. us your upvotes. We are on there now. Cool, cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. So until next time, live free or die. Or die. That is shed. Stretching the flags on the tax bombs and red. Was it by a few at the expense of the many? Soldiers and gods and death machine. You can't justify killing by economic gain. For God, country, and democracy. You can put freedom in death point in a fine land. To support the truth that bring them home. I believe the joke. We'll do the best for you. And I believe that we. Have the power, have the power. I hate the state, and I know I'm a slave. We can make a break, break the power, break the power. Society owes individuals nothing more than not interference with natural rights. With the virtuous person fully comprehends the non-aggression principle, the violence of the state becomes absolute.